0: Hey, Dr. Mike here. So if you want to live forever-ish, you have to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. So this is our ins and outs of living forever-ish. Long, strong,
1: healthy, Vibrant. Vibrant.
0: We just can see, yeah, that's good stuff, right? That's Mm -hmm. what we want. So let's get into the things you want to do. These are the ins, right? In number one, I find this very interesting, right? Mm Because when I first saw this, I'm like, yeah, more espresso. But that's not really the whole story. Number one in is caffeine. But we need to explain this a little bit how they set this up, because it doesn't mean to drink. Necessarily more espresso shots, does it, Dr. Crystal?
1: It does not. What these researchers wanted to investigate was the potential causal effect of long term plasma. Concentrations on adiposity, type two diabetes, and major right. cardiovascular disease.
0: Right, right. And so they they looked at something that we've talked about before with caffeine. Right. We did a whole. Was it the live show we did? We did. We did one, yes. We did a live show on this. Um, slow metabolizers, fast metabolizers. Right. Right. And and just real quick, let me just. It's not that hard to understand. Right. It makes sense. Slow metabolizers when they when they consume some caffeine it simply lasts longer in their body. That's right. Fast metabolizers, it doesn't last as long. So what they were looking at was genetic markers of slow metabolizers, right? Yeah. And then and then they were looking at caffeine levels in those people, not from drinking, but just from how they metabolize it. Is that is am I on the right track? That's path?
1: very true because the people who are slow metabolizers drink less. Coffee yeah, but or have, caffeinated yeah, beverages. But they have more right. longer. Right. Exactly. And that's what they were
0: looking at at the end of the day.
1: That is what they were looking at. And I think it's important research because often you see more observational studies when it comes to food components, caffeine, coffee, caffeinated beverages, and, and how they can impact Diabetes. We, we know that people who who drink four to five cups of coffee. Yes, right. they have better BMI, better cardiovascular uh, health. But just kind of now seeing is there more of a cause effect? And that's what the researchers used. Use gene
0: yeah. data. That's really cool, right? Yeah, I
1: think it's really it's cool. It's the next
0: level of biomarker, genetic marker, basically.
1: Yes. Um, now, the people, the participants were individuals of European ancestry. So I have to always say that. <laughs> all right. Just be, But it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't apply to everyone because we can all evaluate these Snips is These what snips they call is what it, it. Right. Genetic
0: snips that predict how you are going to metabolize caffeine.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mentioned on our live show, Doctor Mike, that um, I've had my genes analyzed, <laughs> and I am a slow metabolizer. metabolizer. So this is
0: this is your fault. You fall into this. I Can, fall uh, into this, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, let's get into. So the results are pretty pretty straightforward here, right? Those those that are slower at metabolizing naturally have higher amounts, and what they found. Was that was associated with lower body mass index mm-hmm. and a lower risk of type two diabetes, right?
1: Yes, but they also found just to, to clarify the type two diabetes. You said that correctly, but they clarified in the research approximately half of the effect of caffeine on type two diabetes was estimated to be through lowering uh, the lower BMI.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it just okay. So well, and that makes sense too, right? So mm-hmm. you you lower BMI. That helps with, with sugar as well. Now, they're not ruling out that caffeine still didn't play a role in that, not just by BMI, but by sh- affecting sugar itself, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just, keep keep in mind that lower BMI, you tend to have better sugar control. That's right. Right. So, so again, does this mean I need to do more of my espresso shots in the morning? No. This is really looking at my, your genetics. Yes. And predicting from there, you know, better metabolic health.
1: That's Absolutely. really cool.
0: So um, now for a slow metabol I'm, I'm sorry, for us fast metabolizers, well, maybe it does mean an extra shot here and there for me so I have longer caffeine yeah, levels. Yeah, maybe
1: they need a, a an extend-release caffeine <laughs> pill. <laughs>
0: Well, they they have those we took them oh, when i was in medical school remember? extend release well i don't remember extend release or not that's
1: that's kind of where i'm going like what how can we keep the caffeine concentration higher <laughs> in the fast metabolizers
0: all right so that's caffeine for living foreverish uh, number two that's in again this is something you want to do you want to consume etc is walnuts now this is another kind of I guess it's a little complex how they how they set this up, right? They I think they, so. They, overall, they wanted to know the effect of of walnuts on gut health and and heart disease health, uh, risk, right? Wasn't that that's the that's the main idea? But then tell us how they broke it. Broke it out.
1: Yeah, so they added uh, the walnuts into the diet. They added components from walnut or fats from walnut, ALA. It's uh, an omega-3 from walnuts. And they also added a type of fat that's not from walnuts. So let me break it down how this happened (laughs) because it sounds very, very tricky. Uh, So they started off by uh, assigning the participants to a two-week standard Western diet, your normal diet, Normal composition of carbs, protein, fats. Then they took a a bacteria sample from those individuals. After that, and that's kind of the baseline, afterwards they randomized each group to one of three diets and they crossed them over. Meaning every one of the participants were able to experience- do
0: each one of these arms. Each one
1: of the diets. So for the first six weeks, whole walnuts, about a half cup to three-fourths cup. Of whole walnuts added to the diet, then they took a bacteria sample. Okay. Then another six weeks, no walnuts, they added in ALA, which right. is a polyunsaturated fatty acid
0: found I, in walnuts. Found this is in from walnuts. walnuts,
1: yeah. Then they took a bacteria sample. Third oh. round, well, this is really fourth round if you count the first, just the first diet, diet yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Fourth round, six weeks of oleic acid. Interesting. Uh, which is the type of fat that you find most abundant in um, olive, olive, oils, olive the, oil. The yeah. most abundant fat in olive
0: oil. Considered healthy. Right? Considered yeah. healthy,
1: right? And then the bacterial sample. And they analyzed the expression of uh, gut microbes, genes, yeah. uh, expression of gut microbes after the consumption. So they wanted to see hey, what's happening with these fats or these walnuts? Or even the Western diet, what is happening to the gut microbes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a, and we more and more we're seeing this kind of, of questioning about gut microbes mm-hmm. because we're connecting them to better mental health, cardiovascular health, mm-hmm. immune right, correct. That's so that's why you're look you see a lot of studies like this now looking specifically. Yes. How is food affecting my gut microbes
1: that's right and so they want to know uh, and they pulled out I thought the ALA was a nice pull out because they wanted to know is it maybe the omega-3s from the walnuts right, this happiness would have
0: been, effect right i would have guessed that i think in my opinion ala probably wins here right but you're going to tell us the winner
1: well well i think that it's for me it's no surprise the walnut group
0: they won so the they walnut, had better, yes. better gut microbial gene expression and that may explain better cardiovascular health et cetera, down the line that's okay.
1: right yes yeah. so the results were the walnut group there was a type of bacteria that increased in that specific type of bacteria Helps to uh, increase levels of an amino acid that is associated with cardiovascular yeah. health.
0: Homo, homo homo arginine, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really interesting, isn't it?
1: I think it's really cool. I I also think that it goes back to, you know, sometimes we always we tend to pull out just the fat. Yeah, we st- we try we, to we standardize we food, it in a way, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that's not. A good thing we know ALA. It's legitimate. It's an omega three, omega three fatty acids may have a little bit of a a beneficial of. I think they are now in the definition of prebiotics. Yeah. uh, Up and coming uh, definition, and I think they're beneficial. But don't forget the
0: food. As exactly as a doctor of clinical nutrition, doctor, you always talk about food first. Yeah. And here, food one. The walnut wood. All right. Let's go on to in number three. This is another kind of a takes. We're going to have to explain this one as well. But let me. This is about salt and salt substitutes. Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. In general, we know I I, we, I have a couple stats here. OK. Right? Um, Americans consume on average 3,400 milligrams of sodium every single day. That's 50 percent higher than what's recommended. That's that's a lot. Yes. We like our salt. We right? do, we do, um, and it's it's not surprising. You know, four out of what ten Americans have high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I mean, there's other stats and stuff like that. It really hits the um, African American population hard, right? There's six out of ten mm-hmm. with blood pressure issues, probably related to, to salt intake. So, what is the FDA? Now? So, so we we have that background.
1: We and one more stat for that: most of the sodium consumed in the diet. Comes from processed, packaged, (coughs) prepared foods, not from salt. People add to their food when they're cooking or eating.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, we talk about added sugars. People Mm -hmm. don't realize that there's added salts to certain foods. Like, and because, like, my dad would say, my dad, my dad would salt a salt stick. (laughs) He loved. I mean, he salted. He was the type of guy. Who would piss off like chefs and stuff, or oh. people that love to cook? Because he would salt the food before he even tasted it.
1: Yeah, it was it was like no a, it was good. a
0: knee jerk reaction for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Put salt. Well, that's because but, most times the food needs a little well, salt. He's, I, he's, he's the learned the time, from experience most of the time, most of <laughs>
0: the time. Um, but but I guess the the point I'm, I'm making is there are some people might say hey, I've cut out my salt. I'm not adding salt to anything, but they're eating a packaged meat or something.
1: So very true. And there, one thing that the FDA, kind of reading through all of this, uh, showed that there are foods that require salt. You know, when you talk about processed foods, packaged foods. uh,
0: Ketchup. ketchup. Remember, we found that out. Ketchup is one of these foods that you have to, salt is a required ingredient to make it.
1: It's in order for that food to be called Ketchup, it yeah. has to contain salt.
0: Certain breads too, right? Wasn't yes, a... even
1: th- I mean there are th- these are what's called foods where there are standards <laughs> of identity that's involved <laughs> that's with stupid. the definition of that, that food. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. There's a prescribed method of production or formulation in order for that food it's, to be called whatever. It's kind of like if
0: you want to make brew beer, you have to you have to use yeast. I mean you can't you're not going to brew any beer if you're not using yeast, right? So right. yeast is a required ingredient mm-hmm. a, ingredient. Well, guess what? Salt is a required ingredient in making some of these things. Now, I so I continue this That's in the, the background. Stu- that's right? the background. <laughs> so the FDA now what they released this when? When did they this make this This la- uh,
1: was March 24th, I believe. Of this
0: year or last of year? Of this year. Of this year. Um the FDA, let's see if I get this right. Okay. Right? <laughs> The the FDA basically said, well, it you are now allowed wherever salt's required in those in those specific foods you're making, like ketchup. Mm-hmm,
1: right, mm-hmm. You are
0: now allowed to use salt substitutes to help curtail the amount of sodium people are getting every day.
1: That's it, Dr. Mike. That's Nailed the update. It. And I think it's an important update. It aligns with the, the goals of the FDA, they have a, a goal to reduce uh, the sodium in our processed foods. It is a current strategy. Now they've, they've yeah. notified industry, hey, we need to get this down uh, by 12% over the next 2.5 and, years. And in-processed foods. Right. So yeah. they're working with industry to say, hey, this is one strategy. Yeah, it's good. You can now add salt substitutes. It, it, cause,
0: cause, and, they, and they're doing this because they realized, oh, wait. We keep telling people don't don't shake your salt shaker so much. Go to things like dash and these other like salt substitutes you can mm-hmm. buy, in the which is still good, right? Yeah. That's still good, but that's not where we we're getting most of our salt from.
1: That's right. It was from
0: <clears throat> processed food. So this mm-hmm. is um, really interesting. I, I, I had a I I tried a salt what, a salt sub. What was that that uh, it was made out of seaweed. Oh, yes.
1: And you gave it to could, me because could, you didn't like it. Uh, yes, what was it called? Like green um, salt
0: or something like green that? Green salt. I was excited about it. I thought, hey, this is a great way to, because I mean, you, apparently you can cook with it and do whatever yeah. you went with it. Um, I thought it was disgusting. I tried it. Come on, be honest. <clears throat> it wasn't good, right?
1: It, it, it didn't go well with the kiddos. <laughs> hey, and I,
0: and I actually did a review for this company and I said, hey, great, great shot. Good mm-hmm. try. Keep. There's you just because it didn't have the same texture. Yeah, you know, and there was a little off seaweedy. Well, (laughs) I'll tell you,
1: my growing up, my family used salt substitutes. My dad. And my mom, that was just something that we had in our house. I didn't like it then, you know. Like and now I'm married <laughs> to a man who only wants to use salt substitutes oh. in our home. It's like the one with the potassium chloride yeah, instead of sodium p- chloride. Are, yeah. I can taste the difference. He can't taste the difference. I I,
0: I could taste the difference, I mean,
1: um, but it's a. If you can't taste the difference, it's worth a try, Doctor Mike. Yeah, and you know and those maybe, of you and listening. And maybe
0: instead, and maybe instead of just using it as a salt shaker, you can use that stuff in making bread or right. making your own sauces. You know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Okay, all right. Let's. So those are the three ends. Yeah. Right. Pretty cool. Those are the things you want to do. Um. And and for that last one, at the end of the day, it just it's less sodium. That's, That's living forever, is right. All right, let's talk about what you don't want. Now, this is interesting. What I'm about to say makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, and people are going to be like, "Well, of course, I don't want those things," right? But mm-hmm. we want to talk about them because there's an interesting twist in their relationship, and that is dementia and low bone density. Now, let me let me the background. Right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. We need a lot of backgrounds for these these, these segments <laughs> in, in this show today. Um, <laughs> The background is dementia patients often eventually develop things like osteoporosis, mm-hmm. osteopenia, osteoporosis, low bone density. Yep. And there's, there's theories about why that happens. We, mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to get into that, whatever, but let me just get it. That's, that's, there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. But now they're starting to say, wait a second, wait a second. Is, is, the, is the dementia really coming first? Right. Is it the low bone density? That is maybe another risk factor or a contributing marker mm-hmm. in in cognitive health.
1: Yes, and and so to find out this answer, the researchers looked at a group that it's it's a popular study cohort, the Rotterdam cohort, okay. and it's yeah. it's a large group it's big, of people. Huge. Yeah. And some of you listening may be a part of that, that group, yeah. uh, but this group at baseline between 2002-2005, uh, participants of that group underwent bone scans. So now the researcher said, hey, let's, let's look at those bone scans from way back then. Yeah, yeah. And see
0: who has who has problems now. Who has problems yeah. now? Yeah. Who That's
1: has cool. you know who has dementia now? So there were a total over three thousand, three thousand six hundred and fifty one persons with DEXA scans. From the past. Right. And From those people without dementia in the yeah, past. In
0: the past. They had no dementia. They got scans. What did those scans say? Because they have dementia now. Or right. some of them do. Yes. Yeah. So
1: during a median of eleven years follow up there were 688 uh, developed incident dementia. So that was 688 out of that 3,600 or so people. Out of that 688 that developed dementia, 528 of the 688, (laughs) lots of numbers, developed Alzheimer's disease.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, so just, and again, so what does all that mean? It means that there now is a connection between low, bo de- low bone density first, right, getting a getting a scan 10 years, you know, or, or, or if I were to get a scan right now yeah. and I had low bone density, mm-hmm. that might be a risk factor in 10, 20 years for dementia. Right. It might be a predictor. It might be you a know, predictor, You know, oftentimes
1: yeah. you're trying to look at these predictive models and figure out what you can do and so yes the participants with lower bone mineral density at the femoral neck were more likely to develop that's just all
0: cause dementia yeah very very interesting so so what's out if if we stick with that theory that premise Mm -hmm, right there mm -hmm. what's out is low bone density and it's out for a lot of reasons, yeah. not just dementia, because mm-hmm. you don't want to fall and fracture or something either when you get older, right? right so right. low bone density is the out for living forever That's it,
1: darling. How do you like that? I think <laughs> I like this episode. This is good.
0: This was, I, I did. I liked it, and, 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 but I think we, we laid it out pretty pretty clearly. So there you go. There's your ins and outs for living a long, strong, vibrant- Life, Doctor Crystal. Thanks for joining me today. Don't Thank forget, you. you go to liveforeverish.com, and we can do the one two punch. What, you didn't you didn't do oh, it? I'm sorry, There's the cameras? Psh, were. Psh, psh. <laughs> that was three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's one two boom, <laughs> and right. an extra one, and an extra one. Yeah, because what we mean by that is you give your email and you join the family, mm-hmm. right? And you get newsletters and stuff from our sponsor, Life Extension. Yep. Um, a lot of uh, uh, other great reviews of studies and stuff like that, uh, and then you can also subscribe to our podcast right there at liveforeverish.com. Plus, there's a bunch of other um, episodes you can listen to. Whatever you do, download them, like them, share them, um, and don't forget the one-two punch. That's right. Liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.